Do you ever wonder how great leaders in the community make things happen? When they encounter new unexpected challenges like a pandemic, how do they continue to successfully make an impact? Welcome to That Sounds Terrific, the podcast that connects you with these amazing people. Get insights on what they do to meet their goals. Find out how you can help them in their mission and learn their methods so you can be more successful at what you do. Welcome to That Sounds Terrific with host Nick Koziel. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of That Sounds Terrific. I am really excited to have Mona Akenden with me today from Mona Moon Naturals. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. This has been a long time coming. <laughs> it has. It has. Yeah. Behind the scenes, we have rescheduled a couple times for for um, some, you know, pretty hard reasons and some yeah. uh, some changes in schedule. <laughs> I'm so glad to, you know, have you on the show. And then I, I heard that you actually had something else kind of co come up yeah. and, and you decided to be on the show and I, I, I love it. So thank you. Yeah, so much. this was, this was the priority of the day. So yes, absolutely. Uh, well, thank you for being here, Mona. And why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about, um, you know, what you do and kind of uh, who you are. Sure, sure. So um, I am the founder of Mona Moon Naturals and we are a natural skincare Company. We are based in Fairport, New York. Um, Mona Moon Naturals was never uh, a business that I had um, ever in a million years. Had somebody ever say you'd have a natural skincare company? I'd say you're you're bananas. <laughs> um, but uh, several years ago, uh, my sister um, had was diagnosed with breast cancer, and it was during her diagnosis and her recovery that we really uncovered and learned a lot about uh, chemicals in our skincare products, as well as cleaning products, any, a number of a number of places where they're hidden where we wouldn't think that. So as I personally was transitioning to uh, finding cleaner and safer products for myself and family to use, I could not find natural deodorant that worked. So after some time, um, a friend of my son, uh, at my son's school, one of the moms, uh, she sold essential oils and she had a deodorant paste recipe that she shared with me. So I started making that for myself and modifying it uh, based on my needs. And I just started sharing it with friends and family. Uh, so every three months I'm like, hey, making deodorant this weekend, once in kind of a thing. And after a couple of years, um, and some encouragement from some great friends, uh, we really decided to start a company. So we launched officially online in March of uh, 2019. It really wasn't until um, later in 19 that I, I had left my full-time uh, you know, corporate life uh, to, to really focus on building money. Oh, very, very cool. I'm sorry that your, your sister had to go through that journey. Um but it looks like some, some positivity came out of it. Absolutely. You know? So yeah, absolutely. Um, so where did that, where did the name come from? The, the Mona moon. So actually a friend of mine, her name is Rini. Uh, we were in a, um, in a president's mastermind group. We were at a retreat and it was at that retreat that I kind of like got the first push from the, from the girls to say, okay, you have to do this. She actually came back with the uh, the name, um, and she also came up with the original, or you know, the concept design of the Mona Moon Naturals. Uh, she herself is a is a breast cancer survivor, so it's even more fitting that it was Rini who, 
you know, kind of created the name and the the beginnings of our logo. So it was yeah. very, very close to my heart that she did that. Well, that's a great story. And yeah, um, I, and I love the design of your shirt. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, this so. is weird. it's normally always in white. Um, I have a friend, a college friend who makes t-shirts on the side and uh, he surprised me and sent it with this groovy kind of coloring. So that's super cool though. Yeah. 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 I'm getting a lot of requests of, for it. So we may have to put some in production for folks. Yeah. 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 Put it in this. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes too. Cause yeah. like, for those of you that can't see it, uh, you yeah. definitely have for to some can see it. It's very groovy. Yeah. Yeah. It's an awesome shirt. Um, and I love the name. So that's why I was asking. Thank like, you. I mean, obviously first, your first names. In sure. there, but I was wondering if the, where it came from. So that's, that's yeah. great. But Kind of getting back to something you said during your 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 intro there, um, you never really know like what's in like anything any nowadays. There's so many preservatives like in foods and things like that. So the chemicals and stuff and and that we put in our bodies or on our bodies, um, you know, uh, are are crazy names that I can never pronounce. And uh, it's great that we have products like yours to, to that are more natural. So you gave us a little a little bit of the story about how like you came up you know with your 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 first recipe but what really went into that how did you decide to tweak things and you know so so for take? myself yeah so for myself personally um you know i i have a lot of skin skin issues and uh sensitivities so the initial recipe um i was getting a little bit of a rash which really is from the the amount of baking soda that was in there so then I started changing around because the original recipe had um, cornstarch and baking soda. And then I just started to flip it around and I actually changed to arrowroot powder because it's a less abrasive ingredient and started playing with the, um, the levels of uh, the baking soda. And I had um, a group of maybe 10 friends and family so uh, that would use the deodorant. So I would make make a batch and send send it out to everyone and say, okay, I have like four or five questions. Okay, how did you like it? Did you get a rash? You know, just tried to find out uh, if it worked for them, did it work for them, so on and so forth. From that, I actually created a second uh, deodorant. So I had a basic formula, which most people can use, and then a sensitive a sensitive blend where I added shea butter in there just because it's a little bit more softer. So that's kind of how for about a year, I probably did that to come up with a couple different options of, of offerings for the deodorant. So, um, and I have a notebook and, and I still use that same method when I launch any product. Um, and I usually will launch a product if it's request, if I get a lot of requests for certain things. So I'll, you know, do research, find several formulas, um, look at what I have ingredient wise and make it that way and then start the process. Hey, what do you guys think about this? What do you like about the smell? How it feels? You know, all of those kinds of things. So we can kind of hone it in and make it a Mona Moon product. Yeah. Did you, did you know that you kind of had this uh, marketing testing group at the time when you were like, it, it sounds no. like it was very organized. You're like, Oh yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's just your personality maybe. It, right? it's, yeah. I'm, I'm an engineer uh, by schooling. So I think that's just how my brain works. I have, I still have the same notebook and mm -hmm. in there I would put notes. So, so-and-so had a rash. So, you know, from there or 
um, you know, I had a customer who, when we were fully launched online and she kept breaking out in rashes, um, very similar to how I had been, you know, uh, breaking out in rashes and through, uh, research with her and she allowed me to be the guinea pig for, for lack of a better way to say the test person. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people have sensitivity to lavender essential oils and we didn't realize that but because of what was happening with her did more research and i'm like yep lo and behold so she's totally fine staying away from our lavender products yeah. so so yeah it's uh it's been a lot of fun uh and it's it's interesting and it's, it's a lot of fun but i see the benefits um yeah and that I it love, has for people and i love the individual approach that you have to things where you're willing to kind of change some product lines to to accommodate sure, for uh, sure. different individuals that have challenges because we're all different right yeah i have i have um and i'll do that uh i have a, a family they they have nut allergies in the and and their kids really wanted to have our our body butter so we modified it i said to the mom here's the ingredients i have tell me what i can use and can't use and we created a nut free body butter just for them so yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's terrific. I mean, some yep. people have really serious nut allergies. I, I had a friend who was very allergic to to peanuts or really any nut. And one mm -hmm. time we had homemade candy in our mailboxes and um, I, like everybody's eating it. I'm eating it and stuff. And she's like, oh, candy. And she went to pop it in her mouth. And I remember I almost slapped it out of her hand Yeah. Um, because there was peanut butter in it. And like at the time, I didn't even realize she could have a reaction to just being, you know, breathed being on. around it. Yeah. So um, she was like, you saved my life. I'm like, well, I went that far, <laughs> but um, I, I did almost hit you too. <laughs> so <laughs> you saved my life and uh, you're yes. embarrassed for assault. Um, yeah. So, but I think, like I said, I love the individual approach. I, I knew that a little bit about, you know, you before I brought you on the show in regards to that, because I think that that is something that, um, you know, a lot of businesses in this area aren't willing to do, change their formula or mess with the things, right? Um, so that's great. So about, you know, forgive me, I don't know. I like how many, how many products do you have now? How many product lines do you have? Um, so, uh, we sell, um, we have our deodorants. We have them in a, in a deodorant paste form, which is how we originally started that you apply with your, your hands, your fingers. And then we have a deodorant stick. Also, um, we have body butters. We have a couple versions of body butters, also a couple different scent blends for them. We have um, one of our biggest sellers uh, is our lip balms. You know, so we have all of our lip balms. Uh, we have four flavors of that. Um, we have a um, one of this one was a surprise one. We we did it out of necessity for our dog. Uh, I made paw balm for him. Uh, he has really dry paws pads, and. Yeah. Um, we needed to buy some for him and everything I'm reading, it says, don't let your dogs lick. I'm like, mm. how can you tell your dog not, to, how do you do that without yeah. putting a cone on their head? My dog will so, lick, lick the bitter spray. It like, like likes the bitter stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. The stuff they're not supposed to lick. Right. Right. So, but, you know, did my research, did what I could. And we now have paw bomb that the dogs can lick. It's safe for them. It's non-toxic. Uh, but then that's one of our, that's one of our biggest sellers right now. Sure. Sure. I mean, um, people are go crazy over their pets. I'm, I'm sure that you have do. a bunch of different lines that you could do over there. And, yeah. and having a natural approach to it, also super important for a lot of these, um, what I would call crazy pet owners. 
<laughs> it is, yeah. And it's it's even great because it's versatile. The the paw bomb, we can use it for ourselves yeah. for any of our dry patches, our feet, our our elbows, our knee. Yeah. Awesome. Um, wintertime, another big one for us actually is our hand bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually created that for um, my daughter. She's a school teacher. So during the pandemic, between washing her hands and sanitizing, her hands were, you know, pretty rough. So during that time, yeah. we, we made a paw bomb or a, a, paw, a hand bomb for, for, <laughs> for my elf. daughter. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, in this day and age, everybody's, you know, got their, their furry babies too. So absolutely. Absolutely. But, but so, you're, you're human daughter. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My wife is also a teacher and that is one of the things that happens so frequently and the, and the soap, she's brought her own soap into um, yeah. school because the soap that they have is so harsh on skin, but yeah. So we'll, we'll have to, I think I'm going to be have to make a sizable order. Sure. <laughs> right, we can. I can hook you up. I know somebody that can help you out. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, all right. Well, you know, how, you know, you talked about being an engineer, you talked about like your, a little bit about your process, but how do you really go about like, you know, starting a new product line? Like what, what really goes into all that and how quick is your turnaround, that kind of stuff? Like if I were to say, I really want a different scent or something like that, like how long could that take? Uh, to have a different scent doesn't take long at all. And okay. that I, I do that um, for specialty orders. Uh, you know, if okay. I'm going to white label something for another business um, okay. where they have their own scent, there's a esthetician out in California that I um, special, um, I created a special body whip or body butter scent for her as well as a lip balm. She's got the whole set that her customers buy and she includes in her her purchase as well as um like melissa uh mm-hmm. from um my retreat chocolate mm-hmm. mindfulness we have specialty lip balms made for her in chocolate truffle scent awesome um so we you know we it doesn't take long for us to come up with that if it's if it's a product i have that we already mm-hmm. mastered and that you just want to create your own blend of a scent mm-hmm. it doesn't take long at all just depends on when is the timing of it um, what, you know, like right now, this time of the year is my busiest sure. time of year, just because of all of the upcoming markets, artisan markets and holiday sales. So right now to come to me and say, Hey, can you make something <laughs> special for me tomorrow? I, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you, yeah. So we'd have to see schedule wise, but it doesn't take long. If it's something okay. that I've already created, if it's something that's new, um, that all depends on when I have a window to actually to make something new do the research and all that yeah Yeah. well it's good to know that you have these options too to like white label some things for businesses i was aware of that so that's a great um you know when you think about the holidays coming up and stuff like that like what better way to like feature your business than a branded um you know lip balm like you were talking about that i'm like yeah it's coming up on lip balm season for sure it is it is yeah it's important to to keep that skin soft and everything throughout the year but in particular the dry winters Dry winters for sure. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize or think so your your skin is your biggest organ, body organ. Yeah. Um, and what you're putting on your skin gets absorbed into your bloodstream. And then if you think about just, I'll just, we we're just talking about lip balms, dry season. So your lips are, um, you know, it's very thin and you have to remember what you put on your lips. Also, it's not just being absorbed. It's also being ingested. You're ingesting it also. Sure. 
So you really want to make sure what you're using is clean and chemical free before it causes an internal issue for you also. Do any of your products have like, um, you know, coloration or hue or anything like that? Okay. No, this is something that's... I just thought of when you were saying yeah. like, putting on your lips and I'm thinking lipstick and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And who knows what's in that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a, a lot of, there's a lot of things that are in our products. There are a lot of things that are uh, hidden in the, in the products also that even if it's l- labeled under a fragrance, the manufacturer does not have to disclose what is in the fragrance. And a lot of things get hidden into, into that category. Um, so yeah, a lot of people don't realize what they're using and, you know, there's always the studies or the arguments of, well, you know, there's only a little bit of it. It's, it's, you're, you're having it in little doses, but when you think about, you know, your mouthwash, then your toothpaste, then your skin that you're the, you know, the soap you're using, then your, Mm. your body wash, and then your sunblock, your moisturizer. So all of those things every day on top of it it starts to add up not even thinking yeah. about your your makeup or your or your lip balms or or anything sure. like that sure sure it's all good points um yeah you know part of the show is talking a little bit about like others that might be trying to do you know something similar in their community or start something up um what do you think was like the biggest challenge that you faced when starting you know a business like this um i'll say covid you know i you know i like I mentioned, I left my corporate uh, job in November, you know, the November just before, you know, the COVID. Um, so that was challenging, but it was also very door opening for me yeah. um, because, you know, a lot of other founders, businesses were very open to having conversations, helping me along. I even, um, there is a, an influencer in California that I hooked up with. She needed an intern. Mm-hmm. And I said, sure, I'll be your intern just so I can learn more about the industry, the people, the buzzwords, yeah. you know, so because leaving um, the corporate life I have coming right into a new space, that was, you know, that that was a lot to learn, still yeah. is a lot to learn. Sure. Um, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, what what helps me keep my focus is seeing the benefits of the products. Um, and seeing and hearing from customers um, and organizations how important they they think they are um, and seeing that benefit and seeing repeat customers, you know, meeting people, seeing they use our products or, you know, things like that. It's, it just really, it really fills my heart and keeps it going. That's great. That's terrific. Um, so kind of like shifting gears a little bit I, I want to learn a little bit more about you know um again so maybe sort of the transition right you you were very corporate like what made you decide um you know to really go at, all in on on something that's not at all something it seems like you've yeah. done right yeah um I think what it was I was just at a point in my career um I, I loved what I did I loved my job I love the people I worked with. Um, and then when I started, um, you know, Mona Moon was a side hustle. It was never, you know, intended to be a full-blown. At the time, I, it was a side hustle. I never intended it to be, hey, this is going to be my my life, my business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that 
I really enjoy making the products. I really enjoy figuring out the formulas. I don't want to say cracking the code, but kind of cracking yeah. the code yeah. and watching the products come from, you know, just starting playing with it to actually being a product on, on a shelf um, mm -hmm. and working with, you know, the marketing folks that I, that I pull in and creating the new labels and the image and the branding. Um, I was really, I was enjoying that entrepreneurial side of saying, okay, this is mine and I'm starting it. Mm -hmm. And bonuses, I can see how it's benefiting others. You know, you have the opportunity, I have an opportunity to have clean, natural products available to everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and everything is made with recognizable ingredients. You can understand what yeah. you read our label, you know what everything is. Yeah. Um, I met a friend a couple of weeks ago and his daughter, she is a food scientist dietitian. Mm -hmm. And he said that, you know, when he was learning about my business, we worked together for 20 years in the engineering world mm -hmm. and we just happened to catch up. And uh, his daughter tells all of her patients, if you can't pronounce an ingredient on a jar yeah. or a bag of bread or something, you shouldn't be eating it. So it's the, it's the same, the same mindset. So I'm just laughing because yeah. because I have someone in my life that can't pronounce normal words. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm like, well, then that might not yeah. necessarily work for that person. Yeah. But um, but no, I get what you're saying. I think that that also is a is a good indicator that it's not the best thing for you. And um, so cool that uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so cool that your products are are natural and and you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Um. Yeah. And we've had a couple guests on our show, you know, I would say a good portion of our guests that have kind of been in the situation, you know, as you where they're really getting to do what they love to do. And they left, maybe they left something that they loved, but they're really, you know, you know, getting to do all the things that fulfill them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I, and I love that you have a couple check boxes that you're, you're checking off, you know, there's this, the engineer and you is sort of satisfied, um, you know, the person that wants to help others is satisfied. Uh, yeah. All those things are, you know, important to you. And, and it's great that you can find an opportunity to kind of check all those boxes. Um, we do, we so. do. And we, and it's also, you know, giving back to others is also a very important piece of our business. Um, so, you know, we've been working with the Breast Cancer Coalition for, since the beginning, mm -hmm. um, products are, are given to newly diagnosed patients as they come in, in their PALS packs. Um, you know, and a percentage of our profits every year go to cancer related charities, um, wow. in the area. So, and it's usually grassroots organizations that I, I like to support just because mm -hmm. they don't have that national mm -hmm. presence, um, to, you know, to help fill their funds. So I, I try to work with small local, um, grassroots organizations. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's, that's so wonderful. Thanks for doing that. That's great impact on the, you know, the community um, and, and these people that um, are receiving probably the worst news of their life. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. just to give, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, just to give them some, some products that may provide some comfort for them as they begin their, their healing yeah. process. You said exactly what I was going to say. So yeah. that's, yeah. Um, but it's so nice that you do something like um, like that for, for the people around you. And it kind of it, it really kind of keeps going back to that where it started, which, you know, I love about um, you and organizations that that do that stay true to their, you know, 
themselves, right? Yeah. Yep. That's the hope. Yeah. So, so what's next? Like, uh, you know, are there any new products on the line that you're thinking about doing that you want to share or, you know, where do you want to see this, you know, develop in the future? Um, so really our, our next folk, our focus right now is really scaling the business. I think we, uh, I'm to the point right now of not sure how much bigger we can get the way we're operating right now. Um, we have a production kitchen here, um, where everything is made. So we're looking to scale the business and we're looking at, you know, different ways to do that and actually start to bring in some Mm -hmm. staff that can work, you know, with us. We currently, I have a number of, um, um, contractors that work with me for different aspects, but I don't have anybody actually helping make products Mm -hmm. on staff wise. So that's, that's the goal. That's the, the next push for, um, for us, hopefully in the next beginning of next year we'll we'll be able to start growing and exploring that more we um i'd like us really to grow um, on the retail side and get to get into other stores outside of the area you know mm-hmm. we're in some i just actually you know monday i drove downstate um our products are now in two locations down there mm-hmm. so um really trying to grow the name of mona moon and um and building its presence outside of the rochester area are there any um partners that you'd like to mention that have been like really supportive and helpful in your process or there's probably a long list there um Um, yeah i mean there have been some great part i mean all of our marketing from day one has been uh 29 design actually they just changed now the agency uh 29 they've been huge Mm -hmm. huge help for us um and I've, I mean, I've got a lot of mentors. Um, they're not local. I mm-hmm. mean, not that matters, but a lot of um, founders outside of, um, like I said, that um, during that COVID period, sure, um, I was able to find a number of um, a number of owners, uh, founders, other brands that are willing to talk. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm really starting to target growing into um, some national shows national mm-hmm. uh boutique shows kind of a thing just to get awareness and get out there a little bit more yeah well i think um like i said earlier i think everything that you're doing is super terrific and and everybody needs mentors everybody needs a support structure so it's great that you were able to find that um you know the the pandemic another kind of horrible thing yeah kind of helped you um in a way and it helped in a way it helped others right too so i'm giving them the time to kind of meet with you and and develop this this wonderful product and or series of products so yes thank you yeah um it's good you know to be able to have something from different like you know negative things become positive and 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 that was honestly how that sounds terrific started initially it was a show taking uh different people's you know um things that they were doing and trying to figure out how do they pivot? How did they pivot? And now yeah. it's sort of like, it doesn't come up as often. Um, but I'm sort of delighted when it does, because it's just another reminder of, you know, any situation that you're in, you can look for some way to kind of break out of it and be positive. I'm glad you were Absolutely. Able. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more about, um, you know, pre-Bona Moon and like you you have a degree like in engineering 
um, you know, from RIT, if I recall correctly. And yep. Um, so how, you know, how did that education, because like a thing that's going on right now in higher education, because I'm in that field, is like there is some pushback on the legitimacy of like, you know, of higher education in general. Um, how did that degree really play a role in like everything that you do? Like, how would you advocate for other engineers to get started? Right. So um, it, that's a that's a that's a great question. Um, and I've had this conversation with um, high school, you know, high school age sure. kids, college age kids. Actually, you know, I have a freshman at MCC, you know, mm-hmm. who's and I think and I have, you know, my daughter's a, a graduate. She's uh, she's a teacher out in Brockport. Um, Wonderful. So I see different, you know, education. So if I always say, I feel that, you know, with my engineering degree, um, I'm trained to solve problems, cha- mm. any challenges. And I, um, if anybody loves math and science, mm-hmm. I always say, go for an engineering degree to some degree, um, just because you'll always be able to put it to use for something. So mm-hmm. in my, even in my engineering degree or career, you know, I started, you know, as an engineer and soon I had to start doing um, billings and finances and project management, all of these things that I did not learn in school, mm-hmm. but because you've got that, that basis of trying to solve problems, you can, you learn, you learn. Yeah. Um, I think that education, um, it's, I mean, going to college isn't for everybody, but I think that there should be training for everybody in some, in a field that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to go to a four-year school or a two-year school, but I'm not sure if a high school education is enough to sustain you mm-hmm. in the future. And probably I'm ta- now I'm taking this to somewhere you probably didn't. No, you know, this is great to go. But no. I kind of feel that really the high school after high school there should be an extension of another two years, sure, just for a training program, whether it is hands-on training and becoming an electrician or going into um, becoming a chef or all of these options should be a part of high school. Yeah. Or, you know, extension of high school, because I think you need to have it. You can't just finish high school and you're not a kid who wants to go to college, but there should be something more for you. Yeah. Workforce development kind of stuff. Or, and, and and that workforce yeah. development should be a part, part of, of it. the education extension. Yeah, it's interesting because other countries are doing things like that or have done things like that. And if you look at the cycle of, you know, RIT does co-ops, right? So like um, there's a lot of schools that don't want to do co-ops, but there, you know, there's internships or almost the same, but just like, you know, uh, the mentorship and the, um, I can't think of the word now, apprenticeship, right? Yeah. You look at education as a whole, you look at society as a whole, and we're very cyclical. We seem to always come back to different ideas that happened in the past that kind of phased out for whatever reason. Um, You know, and I I suspect that we're going to see some more of those like workforce development sort of apprenticeships kind of happening for the students that might not be either ready for college at that point or, you know, moving uh, or wanting to go to college at all, right? Yeah. Um. So, but you bring up a lot of great points. And, and I, the reason I wanted to ask is because of the engineering degree and, and you're not in a field currently right now where 
you would think an engineer would would be doing right. something like that. But there's a lot of aspects of that degree and any degree for for that matter that, you know, a college degree that can help you with business and help you. So the point is like, going back to yeah. what you said earlier is like, you know, just getting a degree and something like engineering can open doors. It, it certainly can. And, and I personally, so co I think the co-op portion, like you mentioned, it's, it's so important. So you get the exposure. I mean, I, yeah. I did my first two years, first two years at um, Alfred State in mm -hmm. architecture and construction. And I honestly didn't know if I wanted to continue in construction sure. or, or in, in architecture or go into engineering. Most of my class transferred to RIT into engineering. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I actually took a year off and I worked yeah. uh, for a mechanical contractor just to get out in the field and, and see it and learn it more and say, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. Um, so that, that, you know, those internships and that exposure, it's so important. And I think it's, it's hard nowadays. And I mean, you know, from where you are, yeah. um, you know, you start off in a path and, you know, students typically change their course several times before they end up yeah. finishing a degree that really that they're passionate about when they start to work, if they haven't been, they haven't had that exposure, they're, you know, they yeah. kind of are like, okay, I don't want to do this. Now what yeah. am I going to do? You know? Yeah, I mean, I was studying at one point to be a teacher, and and then I realized in the classroom that that's not what I wanted to do at that, especially at that age level that I was yeah. you know, getting ready to student teach for, and that was towards the end of you know my college yeah you know experience. Um, so no, I think all of those things are important, but like I, what I like about your story is you you are always changing and recreating yourself, and 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 like you were able to do that with with this company. Um, while doing a heck of a lot of good and, and continuing forward, you, that's still strong in your mission, which I think is terrific. So, yeah. Um, so moving back to to Mona Moon and and talking just a little bit more about you know of the different things that um that your company is doing. What else sort of inspires you, you know, to continue in that direction? Um, what inspires me is seeing other brands that have grown from a small business like myself and how they are now national brands. Sure. So that's very, very inspiring for me. And to see, read the stories of the founders, and how they, how they did it and how they managed it. And, um, and just finding the right partners to partner with. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, I really enjoy finding partners and finding yeah. other other people that are willing to have conversations because I learn a lot from having conversations with different people mm -hmm. of what their journey was. No one, no one, no journey is the same for anybody. So yeah. finding founders who are willing to have conversations, um, it's very inspiring for me. And especially when they also have their businesses started because they were trying to solve a problem for somebody they loved. Mm -hmm. So that's that that for me has been the biggest connection and that I, I have so much joy when I find mm -hmm. others and um, that have done the same and and we're all trying to create a better world. Um, there, you know, our space, this natural skincare space is only growing. Yeah. Um, and there's room for all of us and finding and connecting with those who feel that way and they're willing to share is, is mm -hmm. bonus. So yeah. it, it, that really helps me. You know, there's times I'm really frustrated. I'm like, geez, you know, I've been trying to get into this 
this particular location. I can't get a phone call. I can't get this. So it's like, okay, well, I let it go mm -hmm. on to the next thing. So, and then it's interesting, you know, a month later, all of a sudden it comes back. So yeah, that's, that's fun. Yeah. You know, um, it's kind of like someone once called me the, the human, um, uh, uh, puzzle architect or, or something along that lines. Right. Um, and it was because of things like that, where, you know, I would just be talking to you. And then like 10 minutes later, I have another conversation with someone else who's looking for skincare products and like, I got to yeah. connect this. And it's just amazing how often that happens with me. Um, but I think, you know, what, what you're, what you've done and what you're continuing to do is very inspiring. And, and, and there's a podcast in what you just talked about. There really is. I'm like, not to give you something else to worry about or do, but to yeah. talk to other CEOs that are going through the stories that they're sharing are worth telling. And, and um, I mean, feel free to like, we can have, I was just going to say, we can yeah. have that conversation on the sure. sidebar because that's, that is something I have thought about. I do have a friend, a founder friend who does a, um, she does like a little, she doesn't do a podcast, but she does like a, a Facebook live with the founder. Sure. And I'm like, just even in our area alone in Rochester, we have such a, a deep, um, there's so many entrepreneurs, there's so many people that have reinvented themselves. There's so many businesses that yeah. are out there that others don't, they're not aware of. Um, and how do we tap into that and share it with others? So yeah, that is definitely a platform I have thought about. So maybe there's cool. more of a conversation there for us in that. For sure. For sure. Um, so here's the part of the show where sometimes people get stumped, but, uh, hopefully you won't, you've been very good at just going along with everything I ask you. So sure. but this is the part where like, is there anything that I haven't asked you or talked about that you definitely want to share uh, about Mona Moon or your experience or whatever? Um, I just, um, the only thing, I, I mean, there, there's a couple of things I'll just share. So yeah. it's um, our, our hashtag is pace with purpose. I mean, we are recording mm -hmm. this. It is, um, it is October breast cancer awareness month. Yeah. So um, some people ask, why is our hashtag Pace with Purpose? And it is because, like I mentioned, our deodorant paste, you, you, you apply with your fingers. So um, we advocate for everybody to, as you are applying your deodorant, you check for lumps and bumps underneath your arms and then take yeah. a moment to check your breast. It's important to know what your body feels like at any age. Mm -hmm. I, and this is something, it's not, um, breast cancer is not an over 40 yeah. Um, it's not an over 40, um, something, it doesn't happen to yeah. you only when you're over 40. It can happen you know? to anyone. And it can happen to anyone at any time. Men should men, be looking there's, as well. There's several men that, yes, that I've been introduced to now through the years as I've been doing this. So it's really important for us to know what our body feels like. Um, I will say what my mother always told my sister and I, because we have a very long history of breast cancer. So um, had my had we not had this ingrained in our head, my sister more than likely would have not caught her breast cancer at the mm -hmm. time when she did. Um, you don't use a washcloth. You don't use a loofah. You use, you know, yeah. soap or put, what, put on your hands. Know what you feel like. And if something doesn't feel right, you automatically call your doctor and have it checked. Yeah, and don't um, and don't stop there if you still don't feel right. Get a and second yeah, and opinion. if you're yeah, and if you're not comfortable with what your doctor has said by all means, go get a second opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Someone so very, very close to me kept pushing, kept pushing, kept pushing. And um, yep. they did find something and luckily it was benign and, and removed. And, but yeah, it could have developed into something more. So absolutely. 
super important to to be if you know your body right you know your body you know what you're feeling to kind of be persistent and if that professional isn't seeing something then go get a second opinion yeah and don't and also you know with regards to um products that you're using um if you are interested and if you you know want to use cleaner safer products there are apps out there that help you find those products. Um, EWG has got a great app. You can have it on your phone. Mm-hmm. You're at the store. You're trying to find laundry detergent. I'll just yeah. use that as an example. You scan the barcode. It will tell you what's, what, what's, yeah, what's in it, what is not good. At, I mean, it actually will define what, you know, it's a fragrance. So you yourself make the decision. Is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Sure. But it'll also give you some examples of cleaner products that you can use. So that's that a also, wonderful, have, wonderful tip. Yeah, it's. I mean, you can also have an advocate for yourself. And um, anybody that's listening, if you have any questions or I'm, you know, you're trying to find cleaner, safer makeup brands, I'm happy to share with you what I have used, what I like, what I don't like. Anytime I'm answering questions for people all the time. So anytime, reach out send me yeah. an email, send me a note through Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. And I'll get back to you with some info. Yeah. And all that information, all her contact information will be in the show notes. We will definitely have you uh, have the ability to get connected with Mona, but I, I would suggest that you check out her products as well and, you know, order some, test it out for yourself and, 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 you know, get a feel for the, the natural uhness and know how to yes. pronounce everything in those ingredients. Um, yes. You'll know what so every important. ingredient is. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mona, so much for for being on that. Sounds terrific. Uh no, your... thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Yeah. It, yeah. it was a great conversation. And I'm looking forward to continuing that both uh, you know offline and maybe in a future episode. We'll have you on again. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So thanks again. Yeah. Thanks. Take care. Thank you for joining us in another episode of That Sounds Terrific. Don't forget to check out the show notes and our website at thatsoundsterrific.com to find the contact information and the best ways to volunteer with the organizations that we feature. If you know someone that is doing terrific things and think they should be featured in a future episode, be sure to email us their name, contact info, and short description of what they're doing at thatsoundsterrific at gmail.com. If you like our show, give us a five-star rating and give us some social media love by liking our Facebook page, That Sounds Terrific. Follow us on Twitter at Sounds Terrific 2 and Instagram at Sounds Terrific. We love hearing your feedback on how to make our show sound even more terrific. Till next time.